Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 86, Self-Sabotage, with your host, Coach Mario. Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. So today we have a very special episode. I'm very excited. We are uh, <laughs> going over the saboteurs of someone very special in our lives and yours. Today we have uh, had, along with Frank, take an assessment on the saboteurs in his life. So... What other way to talk about self-sabotage in educating our listeners, as well as one of our co-hosts who hasn't taken the assessment before? So, doc, <laughs> Dr. Mario, well, hold on. Frank, Frank would like to speak. Would you like to speak, Frank? No, you need to let the listeners know. We're doing this, we're doing this live. Like, in this vivo. Was not this pre- is in vivo. I know, like, you might think this was pre-recorded. and these, No, 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 no. Like, yes. these guys put me in a room with a laptop, <laughs> told me, do this assessment. And for the first time ever, you're listening in with me as well as I get coached there through this. Okay. I don't know what's on here. Like, this is going to be great. He exactly. just received his results. By the way, this work is from uh, one of my colleagues, Shirzad Shamin, his uh, book, Positive Intelligence, Why Only 20% of Teams and Individuals Achieve Their True Potential. And uh, we've been using his work at the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute to train and prepare our coaches and neurolinguistic uh programming practitioners as well as our legacy leaders absolutely so what frank was just saying is basically we (laughs) let him know that today we're going to talk about self-sabotage he said excellent topic and i said so can you take this assessment and he said you know what let's break it down so i'll take the assessment and let's break down the results live with you guys our listeners so i'm an open book man i'm the people's champ and uh and i read i read you deeply especially with this assessment which tells me about you (laughs) (laughs) so he's gonna hear here first along with you guys as well you all uh dr mario take us away with uh some of our saboteurs here these are things that are in all aspects that are in areas of our lives and uh can affect us all in different ways before we start what exactly is a saboteur in this in this mostly you <laughs> you are the you. saboteur. <laughs> we allow one saboteur in the podcast. That's always you. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. So, uh, very good question. That's how we're going to start this off. Saboteurs are a universal phenomenon. The question is not whether you have them, but which ones do you have and how strong are they operating in your life? Yes. Uh, initially, they start off as, as guardians, self defense uh, defense mechanisms, uh, archetypes, if you will. To help us uh, survive the real and imagined threats to our physical and emotional survivor at survival as children. By the time we reach adulthood, that means you, you should have fired them. They're not necessarily serving us. They're no longer needed, but they have become invisible inhabitants of our mind. Okay. Agreed. Is, is it too late to back out? No. <laughs> we already have the results. They basically <laughs> form the lens as one of the filters through which we see and react to the world without knowing that we are even wearing any of those lens. Mm. So the first one is uh, hyper-rational, Coach. Hyper-rational. That's the first one on the list or the first one? That's the top of the list. He rated an 8.8. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, the saboteurs, there are 10 altogether. And so his top rating was hyper-rational, it's an intense and exclusive focus on the rational processing 
of everything, including relationships. Yes, he can be Francisco here with his uh, raging high hyperrational scores, <laughs> can be perceived as cold, distant, and intellectually arrogant. Hmm. You don't have to confirm nor deny, Frank. <laughs> Some of the cap, cap easy for me to say, cabinet, cabinet, cabinet. Some of the characteristics. Mm-hmm. Are intense and an intense and active mind, sometimes coming across as intellectually arrogant or secretive. He's private and doesn't let many people into his deeper feelings. He mostly shows feelings through passion and ideas. Prefers to just watch the craziness around and analyze from a distance. Can lose track of time due to intense concentration and has a high penchant for skepticism and debate. Some of Frank's thoughts. Hold on. Does this, <laughs> does any of this sound? Like the Francisco Garcia, you know, in the mayor. Yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> like I, like I, can I tell you? Not. I thought you guys were reading my bio. You guys, you guys are learning this with me, right? So, right, so, right, right. So we're in this, this journey together. I, I gotta be honest. After learning the characteristics, I'm surprised it's not a ten. Like, I'm surprised I, I got to eight point eight. Eight point eight. Yeah. Um. My thoughts on that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like that. That's pretty accurate. Um. Maybe. The private some stuff, the deeper feelings. No, I'm I'm pretty good with with sharing how I feel and all that. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like, well, you've been through the coaching program. And, exactly. And yeah, you've been so hanging around us. So correct, correct. <laughs> um, but that's all that good that's influence. wild. That that's that, that's not that would be my number one saboteur. Yeah, I could see how you know, especially in relationships, how I'm I am hyper rational. I like to think things logically and I try to do that intentionally instead of, hey, I'm just gonna let my emotions take over, you know? Um, so that that's cool that that came up. As you mentioned that, let's jump over to what the hyper rational person feels in the feeling section here. They're frustrated with others about being emotional and not rational enough. They're anxious about preserving personal time, energy, and resources against intrusions. Feeling different, alone, and not others and not, and not understood. They're often skeptical or cynical. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, spot on. Again, like there's times where I sit down with people and I'm like, no, we got to think about this logically or no, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like I say that a lot. And that's because it, it's very emotional. Um, when I see it's an emotional conversation, I try to bring it down logically and analytic. I, I, I yeah, I do that a lot. Um, even when talking about something emotional, well, let's think about this, you know? Um, so I, I man, like I'm catching myself now <laughs> of all the things that I do and, and that I say on a day to day. So let's just touch on one more thing because obviously we have a lot of uh, saboteurs and we want to touch all all of them, even the even the ones that are lower on your on the totem pole here, just so that way our listeners can get a uh, you know a bird's eye view on just some of these um, mm-hmm. traits, if you will. Let's just talk real quick about uh, as we finish off on hyper rational the justification lies that you might tell yourself. These are the lies you tell yourself. Yeah, the <laughs> rational mind is the most important thing. It should be protected from the wasteful intrusion of people's messy emotions and needs. So we can get work done yeah that's spot on <laughs> yeah I, I think i tell myself that in the morning with my coffee like, so yeah. yeah wow that's crazy an impact on self and others limits the depth and flexibility of relationships in work and life by analyzing rather than experiencing feelings mm-hmm. intimidates less analytically intense people What I value most is knowledge, understanding, and insight. That self-worth is attached to mastering knowledge and competence. Hmm. You got no time for the jibba-jab and the Mm riff-raff. There it is. (laughs) And the bird brains. (laughs) All right. So, all right. Well, so one out of one, Francisco Garcia agrees, along with Frank. 
Uh, let's jump over to number two. Is the stickler. Well, num- the the stickler. Is- the stickler is a 7.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And the stickler's description is uh, for those who may obviously also embody this saboteur, perfectionism and a need for order and organization taken too far. Yes, some of the characteristics are being punctual, uh, methodical, a perfectionist. It can be irritable, tense, opinionated, sarcastic. Long, no! Long, long pause and stare. Uh, highly critical of self and others. Strong needed for self-control and self-restraint. Works overtime to make up for other sloppiness and laziness and lack of tax filing. That's not my fault. I threw that last part. <laughs> <laughs> Is highly sensitive to criticism. Hmm. Are you? That last one, no. I'm not highly sensitive to it. Mm, no, like yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'll, thinking about you, I, I I'm not sensitive it. about it. Um, I'll accept it. D- does that mean that I'm always going to agree with it? No. Uh, mm-hmm. By nature, I'm very rebellious and 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 strong. Maybe it's, maybe it's contextual. Maybe it's those close to you. If it's those close to you. Mm-hmm. Who are criticizing? Would you take? You're like, no, I still, no. Wouldn't, still wouldn't care. <laughs> no, 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 no. I listen to it. I listen to it. But but to use. You know the vocabulary there. Am mm-hmm. I very vulnerable or, or or very sensitive to it? No, I, I do listen to it. I welcome it a lot. Um, but am I sensitive to it? No. Hey, you know you're doing this wrong, and then no, but they no. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. Okay, some of the sticklers' thoughts are: right is right, and wrong is wrong. I know the right way. If you can't do it perfectly, then just don't do it at all. Others too often have lax standards. <laughs> I need to be more organized and methodical than others so I can get things done. And I hate mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yep. So again, these there's, I got nothing there. Coach. There's tons <laughs> of great information on each one of these saboteurs, so we we're not going to read it, you know, by the book. <laughs> but ultimately, we just want to touch on some of these areas. But one interesting thing is we talk about the stickler here is the impact on self and others. It causes, uh, as far as the stickler being a high, a high score, it causes rigidity and reduces flexibility in dealing with change and others' different styles. It's a source of ongoing anxiety and frustration, causes resentment, anxiety, self-doubt, and resignation in others who feel continually criticized and resign, resign themselves no matter how hard they work. They will never please Frank, the stickler. Boom. That, that is something that it, it's crazy that you say that because I am a stickler, but it's funny. I, 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 I don't want other people to you know, feel bad about that. Um, do I, am I a stickler for like high performance, high quality? Do I want to provide the absolute best? Yes. Um, but again, it's one of those things where, you know, if you listen to the previous episode, the collateral damage, mm-hmm. I just realized right now, yeah, maybe me being too, too much of a stickler can mm-hmm. come off as that. So perception is reality, as we say. So maybe the stickler sometimes comes off as, man, this guy's this. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're learning things today. Yeah. Right. So which <laughs> brings us to number three, your pleaser score, which is a 7.5. Also a tie for second place. There you oh, go. Oh, yes. Come you, on. There you go. Pleaser. Mm-hmm. Indirectly tries to gain acceptance and affection by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering others. Loses sight of his own needs and becomes resentful as a result. What do we think about that, Frank? Hmm. Um, helping, yeah. I like to help a lot. Right, whether it's through the business, charity, those kind of things. Um, but I, it, looking at this, right, the four words you're using: helping, pleasing, rescuing, and flattery. It's funny because I apply each of those words to specific scenarios in my life. So I'll give you an example. Um, the helping part is all you know, and for business related. 
The pleasing part, I see it more with my family, specifically my mom and dad. Um, rescuing, um, I see that more with my love life. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning here, man. I, I told was, you I'm an open book. I was waiting for it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that with 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 my previous relationships. So yeah, it, it's 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 always been a matter of hey, you know what? Um, I I I like this person, but I feel they can do more for themselves. So then I tried to help, and it does come off as rescuing. Mm -hmm. um, and the flattering, I definitely do that everywhere I go. Like, I like to compliment and do things. So that's just general public. But it's funny. All of these are true, but I do segment them into specific aspects of my life. Contextually. Yeah. Contextually driven. Yeah, yeah. But those four words are as accurate as it gets. Well, please are correct. Characteristics. Uh, Frank has a strong need to be liked by people. And attempts to earn it by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering them, as we mentioned. Needs frequent reassurance by others about their acceptance and affection. Can't express own needs openly and directly. Does so indirectly by having people feel obligated to reciprocate the care. Um, I like the justification lies in this, uh, in this area here. Mm -hmm. I don't do this for myself. I help others selflessly and don't expect anything in return. The world would be a better place if everyone did the same. <laughs> yeah, I know this because this is a state. I mean, this is something you say all the time. Coach is enjoying this too much. It's fun. He's <laughs> having fun. I've coached you, but I've never assessed you <laughs> with papers. Mentally, I'm assessing you all the time. And when you assess, you use the first three letters. <laughs> Evidence-based coaching, baby. So, uh, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, I mean, the first thing you always say when you talk about purpose on why you do what you do, it's always about family. And it's always like the first thing for you, for my sister, for the kids, for my parents. That's always why, you, you know, why you don't, you know, that you, you yeah. mentioned it's never about yourself. So that's why, I mean, that's why it caught my eye, <laughs> uh, you know, in that, in that, in that space. Yeah, um, wow. so, and, and this does fit, um, and one of the ways you can catch yourself doing it is the same way I just caught myself doing it. Um, so, helping others selfishly, right? So, hey, we'll do a lot of free work for people, because um, for me, it is an acceptance thing. Like, hey, this helped, man, and I want to see this grow, and then I want to see your business, and I, and I love the little, hey, thanks, you know, thanks to you, Frank. Like, that means a lot more to me than even the money. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, that's spot on. The, I don't do this for myself. Yeah, like staff, I can imagine, you know, I can remember going back to management days and it was all about the team, team, team. I say we a lot, even when I'm talking just about myself. Um, so, yeah, so this is that if, if you're if you're doing that, yeah, most most likely you're a big time pleaser like I am. I mean, I, I see a lot in times as well, like when we go out in public or we do things and we do events or we go to restaurants or whatnot, you're the first one to like slide your, you know, slide your card to pay for everything when there's a gross amount of people where it's like, no, this is ridiculous. And everyone's like, no. And you're like, Hey, what do you think I do this for? You know, you, you brush us off. You're like, yo, this is why I work. This is why I do these things. So even in that way, besides obviously verbally, you don't just say that that is how you are out on the field. Yeah. And then, you know, then we have to send you money behind the scenes <laughs> in the background. Giselle. I'm glad you said have to, and not do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're not assessing me here, sir. This is all about you. So uh, let's move on to hyperachiever. Proceed. Please keep this selfish and That's about me you. being hyper rational about this conversation. <laughs> hyperachievers, the next one, he's a 6.9 on the scale. Hyperachievers are dependent on constant performance and achievement for self respect and self validation. Highly focused on external success, leading to unsustainable workaholic tendencies and loss of touch with deeper emotional and relationship needs. Mm. 
I mean, on that one, yeah, the constant performance, yeah, and 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 I like that. I, I like to stay busy. Do I have to stay busy? No, I can I can shut it off. I can I know when to you know. Hey, I'm gonna put the phone away. I know how to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, the self validation in, in that aspect, yeah. I I if I feel I achieved something I wanted, that's how I got my uh, I guess my validation for myself, and that's why it's self validation. So I don't look for validation from other people, but hey, we hit the goal. Boom! Hey, I'm happy. I'm proud. I'm, I, I conquered. I dominated. Like, like, right? I'm, I'm happy about myself and my world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, yeah. Okay. So looking into this over here, uh, characteristics: competitive, image, and status conscious. Good at covering up insecurities and showing a positive image. Uh, adapting personality to fit what would be most impressive to the other. Goal oriented and a workaholic uh, streak, if you will. Uh, more into perfecting public image than introspection and can be self-promoting and can keep people at a safe distance. The last one, I would say no. Everything else spot on. Um, Which people, part? Of the people last at one? a safe distance? No, that's always been something for me. Like, I wish I would have kept people at a safe distance, especially, you know, um, with the pleaser rescuing portion of things. <laughs> <laughs> um but everything else, yeah. So again, if you, if you're like me and you, you're self promoting, do you, you know, think impress- that's re- do you think that's really true? What? Which which part can keep people at a safe distance? So in relationships, what about other things? Today, yes. Because when I feel I wasn't always like in that. The, okay, in the past, I felt when things were inconsistent in. Certain, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, not okay. today. Yes, today I've I've I'm more at this. So this is probably why if, if, if I, I'm curious what this would have looked like, call it five, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, because um, mm-hmm. today I can't keep people at a safe distance um, before I, I was not it good was at that. Not everybody has a free pass. So in. the score might have been a little higher. There. <laughs> and ultimately, as we wrap up this section, feelings, I don't like dwelling in feelings for too long. They distract from my uh, from achieving my goals. Sometimes I feel empty and depressed inside, but don't linger there important it's important for me to feel successful because that's what it's all about i feel worthy mostly when i am successful i could have fear of intimacy and vulnerability closeness with others would allow them to see that i'm not as perfect as the image i portray yeah i mean the images i portray i i I think i'm pretty cool with it am i gonna go on instagram i feel sad today (laughs) (laughs) come on man get that that attention no but that but that goes back (laughs) significance but that goes back exactly but that goes back to that because i'm i'm i what i don't want are the messages you know no why are you you sad what's going on you're not gonna take a picture of yourself crying and then post it i cried today i will but i'll only put it for the 15 second loop not the full 30 (laughs) you're gonna make it a story you're gonna make it a story Uh, no but yeah that that's so again, if if you're thinking, hey, that might be me, yeah, you you have these negative feelings, but you have a tendency of pushing yourself past that fast. I don't want to feel this for too long. Move on. I like the way you shared that. So as we go down into the next one, we're going to what? Controller? Controller. Okay, so right before we get there, the basically there's a tie for second place between the stickler and the pleaser. Because essentially the top three are your biggest saboteurs. Correct. So hyper rational was your number one. There was a tie for second place, again, as we mentioned, with Stickler and Pleaser, and then Hyperachiever was your third. So as we go down into the last few saboteurs here, uh, starting with Controller and moving on, these are not his his direct saboteurs, his being Frank, the person we're, you know, uh, on our operation table today. <laughs> but we do want to talk about some of the traits and then, of course, just share some, uh, you know, general feed- observations, general feedback and, uh, you know, point the finger at Frank. Although the controller <laughs> is is close to the hyperachiever. It is a 6.3. So it's, it is. Uh, it's the last of the high scores. Right. Everything else is three and then one, one, zero. So and go. the controller description is anxiety based, need to take charge and control situations, 
and people's actions to one's own will. Controllers have high anxiety and impatience when that is not possible. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, no. Impatience, yeah. Okay. So do I get anxious often? No. Like anxious for me is, uh, my definition of anxiety is being ill-prepared for a future event that you know is inevitable. I, 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 I don't feel that often because I like to be prepared and I know what I'm, I try really hard to put myself in positions where, hey, you know what? I know what the future holds. Um, and so, and if something is going to come down the pipe, I, I like to be as prepared as possible. Um, impatience, yes. Hey, now this event, I wish it would get here faster. Yeah, I do. I, I do that a lot. Hey, this deadline, I, I'm, I'm, let's crush it. Let's get it out of the way. I'm more of that. Um, so on those aspects, yeah. Some of the thoughts of the controller, you're either in control or out of control. If I work hard enough, I can and should control the situation so it goes my way. Others want and need me to take control. You're doing them a favor, and no one tells me what to do. Um, that last one, yeah. Put that in bold. Yeah, yeah, that last one, yeah. I, I, I'm going to walk around with a shirt with that. I'll put um, two stars there on that one. The, if I work hard enough, yeah. I'm, I'm more, I control my own destiny and fate type of thing, right? And, and you know, a very religious person, and do I believe that, you know, God's plan and all that? Absolutely. Um, but I also believe that I can work hard and, and, and achieve things. Um, it might not come right now, but that doesn't mean I should stop working hard and go. Um, others want me to or need me to take control. I, I get that. I get that with the work I do. Frank, mm-hmm. we need this. Please, can you handle it? So, yeah, okay, boom. Now it's on my plate, right? Now it's on top of my desk. But um, do I welcome that? Do I really want to sit there and I want to be responsible and control things? No, I'm not like that either. Okay. Well, the rest of these, as Coach mentioned, Frank, these are yeah. not high on your list, but we're going to just talk about the basic characteristics and traits. Because this might be high on the listeners' lists. Correct. So if you hear yourself here, then there you are. And the mm-hmm. last one we're going to talk about is the judge, which is the universal saboteur, and it pairs up with any and all of these to obviously take control of your life instead of you controlling your own life. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about the judge last, but it's typically the first one on the list. And, um, you know, it's usually combined. So the next one is restless, uh, constantly in search of greater excitement in the next activity or constant busyness, rarely at peace or content with the current activity. Mm-hmm. Some of the characteristics of the restless person is the easily distracted and can get too scattered, stays busy, juggling many different tasks and plans, seeks excitement and variety, not comfort or safety, bounces, and then in parentheses, escapes uh, from unpleasant thing, uh, excuse me, unpleasant feelings very quickly, seeks constant new stimmy, stimulation. Uh, some of the thoughts they might have is this isn't fulfilling, this next thing has got to be more exciting, these negative feelings suck. <laughs> And that's what the paper says, y'all. Uh, I must shift my attention to something exciting. Why can't anyone keep up with me? That's an interesting one. It's an interesting thought for someone who's restless because, you know, not that anyone doesn't want to keep up per se, but they don't want to keep jumping around with your scattered brains, you know, ideas and thoughts. And and this is easy nature. to catch because, again, I'm very low on my list because I, I don't feel any of that. Um, I like to live in the moment type of thing. But if you're const- but if you're around somebody or if you are that person that's always oh, on to the next one, on to the next thing, I got to do this, the next meeting, the next phone call, and I got this, and I'm worrying about that tomorrow, um, that, that person would fall into this restless saboteur. 
Yeah, some really interesting things here. Um, so we hadn't mentioned one, any of this particular uh, information from the other uh, saboteurs, but the original survival function of the Restless here, the Restless is a strategy to find constant new sources of excitement, pleasure, and self-nurturing. This could be associated with early life experiences with inadequate parental nurturing or painful circumstances. Restful indulge, uh, Restless indulgence not only provided substitute self-nurturing, but also an escape from having to deal with anxiety and pain. Um, some of the impact on self and others on that is uh, the underneath of the surface of fun and excitement of the restless is an anxiety-based escape from present, uh, from being present to this moment's full experience, which might include dealing with unpleasant things. So um, we haven't hit it up just yet, uh, but there's some traits here in the restless person that are uh, that are also similar to the avoider. But next, let's talk about the next saboteur, the old victim. The victim, emotional and temperamental as a way to gain attention and affection mm -hmm. and extreme focus on internal feelings, particularly painful ones. It's called the martyr streak. Mm. Some of the characteristics, if criticized or misunderstood, they tend to withdraw, pout and sulk, fairly dramatic there's a lot of drama there. <laughs> and temperamental. When things get tough, they want to crumble and just give up. Repressed rage results in depression, apathy, and constant fatigue. Unconsciously attached to having difficulties, and they get attention by having emotional problems or being temperamental and solid. Just for the record, this was very, very, very low. This was a 1.3 on mine. I'm just letting the problem know. All right. Um, so, yeah, this was almost off the chart on the good sides. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, it, disclaimer. Got you, it. You don't need to fight it. Just let it happen. No, 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 I, I, I want us to be very hyper rational He's about this because I'm a stickler for how I get respect. All right. Um, no, but the victim, this is, we, we talk a lot about this, right? Because mm -hmm. we see this a lot. Um, that victim mentality. We, right. we speak mindset. a lot on there, yeah. right? The, it, it is a mindset. Mm -hmm. um, but it's if you listen, go back, rewind, you know, the 15 second. And uh, if you listen to what Dr. Mario just said, it can even show up physically. So I'm such a victim, I'm such a victim. And then physically shows up in the fatigue and the I don't want to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you catch this. And because I, we hear it and see it a lot, especially in coaching, the lies they tell themselves. Mm. Maybe this way I get some of the love and attention that I deserve. Yep. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, yeah. Some of the impact that it has on self and others, and this is really important because I mean you can play the victim all day, but how is how does that saboteur affect other people? Here you go. Vitality wasted through focus on internal processing and brooding. It backfires by pushing people away. Others feel frustrated, helpless, or guilty that they can't put more than a temporary band a temporary band-aid on the victim's pain. Now you wow. also where where you have to be careful. Yeah, so for example, for me, I'm a pleaser. Mm -hmm. that that falls into the rescuing so how opposites attract hey i'm nowhere near on this one but <laughs> aren't relationships great i'm not i didn't say that <laughs> let me go that look part for i didn't the, say i didn't say that all the low scores and saying. fill in all my gaps <laughs> what's the my next blind one <laughs> my blind spots yeah, you gotta know your blind spots right yep. so the next one is hypervigilant it's also 1.3 very low on the scale continuous intense anxiety about all the dangers and what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. Vigilance that can never rest. Some of the characteristics, always anxious with chronic doubts about self and others. Extraordinary sensitivity to danger signals. A constant expectation of mishap or danger. 
suspicious of what others are up to. People mess up is, is one of those characteristics. And they might seek reassurance and guidance in procedures, rules, authorities, and institutions. So this would be a very negative person. I mean, that you would see that in according to I these think characteristics. In the last couple of years, with all these things that have been happening, um, you know, start to the P ends with endemic and things of that nature. Everyone's been fearful to do things. Everyone's been fearful of this. And, you know, the, the interest rates are going up and the market's going to crash. I think this has mm. really been pushing people into this area. So it wouldn't be shocking to see a lot of people having this as a high score. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, the, and, 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 the impact on self and others, I think, is really important to touch on here because it says right here, this is a hard way to live. The constant anxiety burns a great deal of vital energy that could otherwise be put to great use. Loses credibility due to the crying wolf phenomenon. Others begin to avoid the hypervigilant as the intensity of that energy drains them. I want to touch on the original survival function for the hypervigilant because touch as we were talking about in our previous episode of friendly fire, and collateral damage. Mm. The hypervigilant often comes from early experiences where the source of safety and security, a.k.a. parental figure or uh, whoever was obviously uh, taking care of the caretakers, was unpredictable and unreliable. It could also result when painful, unexpected events proved life to be threatening or unreliable. Mm. Let's talk about the avoider. I don't want to. I like to avoid. I like to avoid. I like to avoid problems at all costs. The avoider. Uh, the description of the avoider is one who focuses on the positive and the pleasant in an extreme way, avoiding difficult and unpleasant tasks and conflicts. Some of the characteristics, which obviously you can probably guess, some of them because they avoid everything. Uh, they avoid conflict and say yes to things one wouldn't want. They downplay the importance of real problems and try to deflect others. They have a difficulty saying no. They resist others through passive-aggressive means rather than directly. Uh, they lose uh, lose self in comforting routines and habits and procrastinate on unpleasant tasks. I mean, there's a lot of avoiders in this world. Um, one thing about being a, a past habitual avoider myself, to be honest, is that avoiders. Actually, I should go back to the the lies we tell ourselves <laughs> in the, in the in the in the chart here. But yes. essentially. One of the things that I've noticed about avoiders is they think that by avoiding things, it's better than to have a conflict. And that's not addressing the situation. By avoiding it, you're not getting a resolution. And that was one of the things I had to learn because I was like, well, you know what? If we don't have an issue, then there's no outburst and there's no argument, but then there's unresolved issues. But here's the collateral damage. Going back to the previous episode that we talked about, it's uh, feeling numb to pain is different than knowing how to harvest the wisdom and power of pain, what is avoided doesn't go away and festers. Relationships are kept superficial through conflict avoidance. Now, your again, your perception on things means a lot with this because I, I, a good example, I got a 0.6 on this, but I got pleaser are very high. And it's very easy, at least for me. Like, I can see, no, I'm not going to avoid the difficult conversation. I, I love that kind of stuff. Bring me the problem, right? I want problems, not peace. Like, I'm, I'm let's go, <laughs> right? I choose violence every day. I'm oh. good with that. But I'm, but I'm very much a pleaser. So it, it, at some point, you have to know which one is which. 
Because, oh, I'm, I'm going to avoid this issue because I'd rather please this person. So now you're putting together those saboteurs. Now they're working together and in conjunction to actually stop you from living a better life. Throw in the judge, which is the universal saboteur, and you got a Molotov cocktail of emotions. Exactly. So, <laughs> so here's an interesting thing before we jump into the judge. Is, uh, the original survival function... Uh, of the avoider is uh, that they could arise from both happy and difficult childhoods. Ain't that great? You can just get it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, in a happy childhood, one might not have learned the resiliency of dealing with difficult emotions because they were happy all the time. In a childhood of high conflict and tension, the avoider might come into play uh, and come into play peacemaker and learn not to add any negativity or tension of one's own on top of the existing family tensions that were there already. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah. you either didn't learn how to deal with this, or because, you just don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah, you either, yeah, or you, uh, yeah, exactly. Equal yeah, opportunity you, you, avoider. It never happened for you, or you avoided it anyways when it did. Wow. Tell us about that judge. Amazing, judge. Amazing, amazing. Finds faults with self, others, and circumstances. Causes much of our disappointment, anger, regret, guilt, shame, and anxiety. Act activates accomplice saboteur, which means this judge will activate. Any one of those top three for Frank and <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, I saw it. Boom. <laughs> and, and here's what's interesting, right? The thoughts, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with my circumstance or this outcome? So it's all of those externals. What will they do to me? What will they think about me? What will they say about me? Why is me? Yeah. Like, is, yeah. What, what aren't we asking at this point about, exactly. <laughs> about judging well, ourselves? The feelings, the feelings is cool on this one, right? Like, it, Cool, not so cool? <laughs> well, yeah. correct, correct. Like, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, the feelings on this one will drive all of these, right? Mm -hmm. So guilt, regret, shame, disappointment, a judgment, anxiety. So if you're feeling these things constant, this is this is one to really be paying attention to. Yeah, much of anger and anxiety is fueled by the judge saboteur. Mm -hmm. And that's that's interesting. What what are some of the lies the the judge tells himself, coach. Without me pushing you, you will get lazy and complacent. Without me punishing you for your mistakes, you will not learn from them and repeat them. Without me scaring you about your uh, about bad future outcomes, you will not work hard to prevent them. And without me judging others, you will lose your objectivity and not protect your self interest. And finally, without me making you making you feel bad about the bad outcome, you won't do anything to change it. So as we indicated, the judge is the master saboteur. It usually accompanies one of the other saboteurs. And it basically compels you to find faults with yourself, others, or conditions, or circumstances, people, places, or things. So to speak about our neuro-linguistic programming, languaging, you're in the effect. Right. You're not in command. You're not yeah. in control. You're not at cause. And the judge accomplishes its staggering destructive sabotage. By having us feel negative, unhappy through fault finding with ourselves, with others, and our circumstances. Mm -hmm. There you have so it. So having said that, Frank, I think me and the doctor have told you enough. Why don't you close us home and tell us what you learned today? <laughs> no, I <it, it laughs> learned a lot about myself and specifically a coach and how he sees <laughs> Um No, these are great. Uh, I, I strongly recommend everybody to do this assessment. 
we're gonna put it on, you know, on make sure on our Instagram and make sure everything so you guys have the link. We'll 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 set it out. Yeah, I mean it's positiveintelligence.com, but we can also drop a link. We'll we'll put it in the bio as well. Correct. So if you're listening to this, um and and I we strongly recommend for you guys to take not only the assessment, but then go through it and it'll read it and then re read these things, right? Everything that we've spoken about and how we spoke about it is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fantastic because you learn more about yourself. You you become a little more self-aware, and that is the key to being a better person and living a better life. So actually here's we'll 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 give them some incentive here. If you complete the positive psychology positiveintelligence.com saboteurs test, you complete it in the PDF and you want one complimentary coaching session uh, that we can debrief such as we have uh, Frank and give you also uh, some best practices on how you can move forward. Perhaps you have a coach. That's great. We'll still give you the free complimentary uh, discovery session. If you don't, then obviously we have a core team of of uh, powerful coaches that we could uh, definitely uh, you know help guide you through these different behaviors, saboteurs, and so you can pink slip them because that's the idea. They don't serve you at this at this uh, it, you know at this juncture in your life. So you can fire them all. And, and so we will give you one discovery session, pro bono, by just contacting us at the Strategic Life Podcast. We'll put the link on. There you go. So time to let those saboteurs go. Now that you know, release them. The more you know. Thank you for listening. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at Instagram and Facebook at Strategic Life Podcast. Twitter at Strategic Life PC, our website strategiclifepodcast.com, or email us at action at strategiclifepodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute and for business solutions with music provided by Gorilla Tech.